The following is a conversation with Tyrone Wilson. Tyrone Wilson is the founder, president and CEO of iCreate Limited. His vision is to develop the region's creative economy and make the Caribbean a powerhouse in the digital, tech and creative world. Tyrone became the youngest CEO on the Jamaican Stock Exchange when he listed his brainchild iCreate Institute raising 70 million Jamaican dollars, which is roughly 540,000 US dollars. Tyrone is a recipient of many awards and allocates, including the Jamaica's Prime Minister's Youth Award for Excellence in Entrepreneurship, the private sector organization of Jamaica's 50 Under 50 Business Leaders Award, and the Caribbean Journal's Entrepreneur of the Year for the Caribbean. I believe that there are three main areas that are critical for the growth and development of every Caribbean country. Access to financial and capital markets, clever implementation and use of technology, and access to quality education. This is the Simon Küpper podcast, and this is my conversation with Tyrone Wilson. I'm Tyrone Wilson, founder and chief executive officer of iCreate Limited. You know, we're a, um, we're a company established to, you know, our sole mission is to power the creative economy. Um, we started out with our first, what I would say, division of the company, which was our primary focus and still is, um, which is training. So um, that's called iCreate Institute. And, um, you know, we went into that field really because of what we're seeing now in a COVID pandemic. You know, it has always been my anticipation and assumption as an entrepreneur within the creative field that, you know, digital um, is, going to, is going to be uh, very powerful over a few years. And when I started my, the parent company of iCreate, which is eMedia uh, um, in 2008, Mm -hmm. uh, my messaging has always been that digital is the future and um, we need to, you know, brands need to go online, um, brands need to, you know, put digital marketing, advertising, um, tech as a part of their strategy and so forth. And, you know, I started, I create with that principle because I realized that there was a huge gap in terms of, you know, just knowledge around digital, right? Uh, right. So forget being able to do strategies and campaigns or all of those things on digital. Let's just start with the basics. There was a huge gap in terms of just understanding digital, what I would call digital mm -hmm. awareness. Mm -hmm. And so I started, I create, um, mostly we did some creative courses, uh, advertising, graphic design, video production, project management for creatives and animation, if I didn't say that before. Mm -hmm. and, um, a few months later, we acquired a license from the Digital Marketing Institute out of Ireland to be the exclusive provider of um, digital marketing training. And that's as far back as 2017. Mm. And, you know, we, we, we experienced some quick and rapid growth in 17, and it prompted me to, you know, let's aim to capitalize this business properly. Mm -hmm. uh, my method of capitalization, I chose the Jamaica Stock Exchange junior market uh, in which we, we raised $70 million. So, um, you know, we, we chose that route because, you know, in Jamaica, sometimes 
you don't get many options or opportunity to raise capital for a young startup. You know, right. it does have a certain kind of expectation um, when they're giving you funding in businesses. And while you'll want, let's say, 100 million, they'll start you off with 10. And then that 10 million they use to judge everything, which is unfair to a lot of entrepreneurs. So I decided to go and raise all the capital at once. Mm -hmm. And we the Jamaica Stock Exchange in the market. And, you know, we just expanded I create, capitalized it properly and, and started, you know, training more in more locations. Um, Montego Bay here in um, Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago. Since the pandemic, we have closed down pretty much all the locations and we're running digital. So completely remote and completely online training, right? Okay. And um, I want to talk a little bit about your experience um, yeah, going the route with the Jamaican um, Stock Exchange. If I'm correctly, you have your earnings call tomorrow. Is that um, right? Well, not tomorrow when this episode gets released, but at least uh, at the moment of the recording. Um, can you share some information about that or do we have to wait till um, tomorrow or is there some indication that you can give how the pandemic uh, influenced your business and uh, or how many free float um, of the business is there just some numbers so that people get some yeah I think some idea how um, yeah, the business in Jamaica that actually is listed on stock exchange um, operates. Yeah, well, we're 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 uh, um, we're we're one of the smallest companies on the stock exchange in terms of capitalization. Um, we're also one of the smallest in terms of profits um, because we're, we we came on the market as a startup, mm -hmm. so like some of the other companies who chose their who chose to list after you know experiencing five ten years of robust growth um we chose to list almost immediately mm -hmm. and that that you are you are growing in front of everybody right um you have to put out your results each quarter and so forth and uh as a startup you have growing pains right mm -hmm. you have in, in terms of you know um turnovers culture in terms of stability and so forth. And you have, to, what you find with a company like iCreate is that you have to play that out in front of everybody to see because you're publicly listed, right? right. Um, so we decided to do our earnings call. Um, it has always been uh, something that I wanted to do the minute I listed iCreate because I knew that not a lot, you know, very few companies list immediately there was one startup before us that was called c2w music and they have since folded um rebranded into a different type of venture capital company they struggled on the market also um so investors were a bit wary of another startup coming on the market we were ever successful in our ipo in raising the capital did so in 24 hours um and you know as i say for me an earnings call is critical for a company like iCreate. You're new, you're a startup, there's not much history. Um, you want to ensure that your investors are made aware of 
all that you're doing, you know, each quarter in the company. So if a performance is out, if, if your mm -hmm. quarterly is out, whether good or bad, you want to speak to them about that so that they can understand as, as a leader, as a, as a lead for the company, the CEO and so forth, where your mindset is, how you feel about, about the performance, what to expect, mm -hmm. right? Are critical. And, 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 you know, I have a banking and finance background in terms of what I've studied and I'm a student of entrepreneurship and so forth. And, you know, one thing I can tell you, communication is critical, whether the, the information is not pleasing or exciting mm -hmm. information, right? So we are doing our earnings call uh, and, and that's the whole purpose. Guys, you know, this is what we've done. Thankfully for this earnings call, we have good news because we increased our profit about 59%. Um, and, you know, during a pandemic period, we've been able to remain profitable and turn around the company because we've had a very tough start since we've listened a lot of losses and so forth. And since 2020, we have been turning things around in the middle of a pandemic. So regardless of what the size of the revenues are and so forth, um, I've, I've said to my board and, and our shareholders, and I will say this through the earnings call, the main mission right now is survival. We have to get past this pandemic. We have to ensure that the minute this pandemic is gone, we're still here to help Jamaica and the region move forward. And, and that is using the creative economy as a catalyst for growth. So, you know, that's, 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 that's my kind of thinking in terms of our earnings call and, you know, mm -hmm. just the CEO of a startup on the stock exchange. What would you say, um, or what would be your take rather, um, what would you recommend to someone that is thinking of taking the company public? Because I think both has the pros and cons. If you're completely private, um, you can make decisions that are maybe more long-term and do not result in profit immediately for the shareholders. Um, you are also not so as you, you do not have to be so um, transparent, uh, you maybe can yeah, make the decisions differently. On the other hand, um, when you're publicly, you have maybe more and better access um, to money to grow for your company. On the other hand, uh, you will have to report to the board, to the sh uh, shareholders. You, on the other hand, also get support and advice through the board, um, etc. So um, Looking back, would you say it is the right decision to go public? Um, or yeah, maybe you can dive a little bit there. Um, how would, what is your take on, on that? Meaning uh, taking a company public or going completely uh, private, especially as you mentioned, um, when you are a startup in the beginning of the, of the company's uh, life, basically. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, uh, Simon. Um, you know, I think one of the best indicators of a com country that is moving in the right direction economically is a robust stock market, right? right. It's a stock market that, um, and a business atmosphere that encourages uh, an appetite for risk. It's a business atmosphere that promotes the spirit of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm and um, a business environment that encourages entrepreneurs to create wealth, right? Um, those are some critical indicators mm -hmm. in terms of uh, economic growth. 
the more entrepreneurs are, the more people are out there creating ideas, creating businesses, employing people, paying taxes, perspective and so forth. That will accelerate the growth of any economy, right? And um, when we listed iCreate, there were a lot of people that had, you know, their own opinions on, you know, we were too early to list. Um, we should have waited, grow some more privately. But being on the stock exchange enables you to grow much faster as a leader, as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and as a business. And, um, you know, we chose this route because it's a legal route also to raise capital. Um, it's allowed. And I would encourage any entrepreneur, whether they're just at a startup, if they're very, very bullish about the business and so forth, they should consider listing on the stock exchange as an option to raise equity. Uh, a stock exchange, a robust one, is also a very diverse one, meaning there are companies of all size, entrepreneurs of all color, background, and so forth. Um, that's, that's, that, those are strong indicators of a, a mature stock market, a mature economy also. And, and, and my view is that, um, you know, I would encourage a lot of entrepreneurs to consider that road because it exists and it helps us to appreciate a, a diversity in terms of capital, in terms of where the money is. So when someone reads our prospectus, for example, they would see that iCreate is not going to make a hundred million dollar profits next month or next year or three years after, it's going to make 30 or 40. Mm -hmm. And what this means for that entrepreneur is that I'm in this for the long run, right? So people invest for different reasons. I create an, as a company on the stock exchange is someone who believes in the power of a creative economy and feel as if this vehicle is a good one for them to invest in and be a part of. Um, since we've kind of changed a lot of things last year, coming, you know, the beginning of the pandemic and moving forward, we've, we've you know, we've changed our management team our board was was changed um, as a result of some resignations and so forth. The the the, the build up of the, the the board was changed, um, and and just our management of the company during the pandemic. You know, our stock price has been up like forty percent since the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. right? Okay, and that is real wealth being created for individuals. Someone who bought at fifty cents to now eighty five cents or whatever it is, you know, would have created some wealth for themselves right mm -hmm. there. So, um, you know, that is, is critical in, a, in an economy, um, you know, diversity in terms of how you raise capital, where you raise capital, who invests and what your business is and so forth. So, you know, uh, I'm very happy that we, we chose that route for iCreate. It has done well for our brand, um, you know, being publicly listed, it enabled a lot of trust with our clients, students mm -hmm. at our door that came to a door and so forth. And, and you know, any young entrepreneur out there um, thinking of this route is something that I would heavily encourage. What you, or in your experience, would you um, recommend go that route compared to debt financing through a bank, meaning go to a bank and ask for a credit, a loan, startup loan, something like that? Or is that 
in your experience even possible for a startup uh, in Jamaica? I would not recommend any entrepreneur to, to get a loan as the first financing route, right? Um, on top of it being difficult to get mm -hmm. a startup business, it's not the, the most prudent decision just based on it's a startup. You don't know where um, you're going, where the business will end up because, you know, you're just building up. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, and that responsibility of monthly interest payment, principal payment, default, and so forth. And even sometimes reporting um, requirements to the bank, if, if you don't have that kind of capacity, True. not recommend that in general. Um, I, I do also think that we have a very, we, 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 our economy is getting, I would say the idea of venture capital, the idea of private equity, um, seed financing, you know, it's slowly getting a bit more mainstream. Mm -hmm. right? And individuals are considering it. Uh, when I was starting up in 2008, there wasn't such a very um, active venture capital ecosystem. You know, I had to go and knock on doors myself um, and, and, and create connections and nurture connections to get the capital that I needed to grow the business. Now it's it's it has you know it has grown a lot more in terms of maturity, and uh, you know there are many different options out there for uh, a young startup to get financing, equity financing too, right? Um, investment companies are more um, cultured just based on what has been happening over the few last few years uh, to considering businesses. Um, our startups to invest in them early, invest in the entrepreneurs and so forth. And I think that we, you know, there is a space out there privately that individuals can raise funds also. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I create route is the only route that someone should consider, you know, because our route typically uh, a startup company does not take that route. Um, that's take some early financing, take some time and grow and so forth. But if there, I'm saying if there's an entrepreneur out there that's considering that, I would like to go that route of um, public market. I believe in the idea and I can get some anchor investors that believe in the idea and board members too. It's something that they should also consider. They shouldn't be afraid to, mm -hmm. to do that. It's a tougher one. Um, it's more, you're more exposed. Um, but it still is very rewarding. Yeah, I think I'm absolutely with you when you said earlier that um, I think one of the backbones for a working economy is a working um, stock market on the one hand for the companies to raise capital, but also on the other hand for the yeah, public to basically be able to invest and uh, support companies where they um, yeah, see fit and uh, potential. So I absolutely agree here. Um, can you take a little or talk a little bit about the revenue model of iCreate or why or rather where do you see the, I don't want to call it the future of education, that sounds a little big, but um, I think the, the pandemic um, showed the limitations of the current education system that we have in general, I think. Um, it also shows that we globally need different skills 
workers, diff different skilled um, people than we maybe needed uh, 20, 30 um, years ago. And the question is, are we actually, or are our schools, is our education system um, equipped to actually do that? Um, so you said earlier on that um, right now you're primarily focusing on, on training. So I'm assuming that's for professionals and, and individuals. Um, so maybe you can talk a little bit about that, um, what your viewpoint is right now and maybe where you see the, the future or the trends um, in the education space. Yeah, um, we, we, I think COVID-19 has pretty much showed up the vulnerabilities of our education system across the world, right? Yeah. Not just here in Jamaica, but right. everywhere. Um, not just from our infrastructure in education or lack thereof, uh, <laughs> physical infrastructure, but also the, the technological infrastructure and, and three, what we've been teaching people, right? And how would they impact the world? Uh, the pandemic pretty much caused a digital revolution to be accelerated. It accelerated the fourth industrial revolution, right? Which is all about digital. It's all about artificial intelligence. It's all about automation, um, 5G and so forth, right? Yeah. A lot of businesses struggled in terms of e-commerce, in terms of digital, um, specifically communication with a remote team communication with customers that can no longer come into your location, right? What are the different systems that you would use to manage those requests that would come in now, not over the phone, but via email or through, through your, your, your online um, portals, right? right. And, and what I mean is that these are things that we have been saying at iCreate and e-media for a long time that the world is changing and we have to get our workforce ready, right? And it's not just the typical workforce in terms of the corporate workforce, but also our teachers, right? We are unable to train and educate the, the, the general population in, in secondary tertiary and primary school now because we had a very outdated way of teaching. There wasn't much belief in online learning, in remote learning, right? And as a result, the technological infrastructure was not invested in. So when the pandemic came, we were all scrambling and it's not just Jamaica, right? It's all of the Caribbean, parts of Latin America, it's all over, right? And um, we, we, we dealt with the, the, the younger kids as if digital uh, devices were a bad thing. And this is what they're now learning from, the tablets mm -hmm. and so forth, because they can't go in classes. And we don't have the, the online education portals that, that are necessary. Even when Google Classroom was available in parts of the US mm -hmm. from five, six years ago, it was just not, it just wasn't available here in Jamaica. Now they're making it available. So even big companies like Google, 
were to be blamed on 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 what has been happening in, in terms of like even education, right? Because mm. they had this platform and they, it was mostly available to first world countries, while you know it's way more necessary in developing countries. Right. And governments, private sector, you know, we, we just weren't prepared. And for iCreate, our model is simple that we are training people for the future. So mm -hmm. today it's post-COVID-19, tomorrow it's post-COVID-20, it's post-whatever. Right, <laughs> that's true. We are invested in anticipating what the future will be like, investing in that now, and train and educate, upskill, reskill people to be able to exist in that professional world whenever it comes. So we are not invested in teaching the, 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 the things that are relevant now, but the things that will be relevant tomorrow. Um, that's what I create is about. And we feel as if, you know, individuals, I think a little before this, they, they probably didn't see it, mm -hmm. but they've seen it now. Um, where the things that they thought they needed tomorrow, they needed it now, right? Um, but there were still um, educational content of the future. Um, some you might need, you know, right, right now, but majority of it, you, you're advancing yourself as a professional to be, to be um, what I would say, COVID proof, mm. right? So um, with, with I create people pay per programs or revenue model. Um, you know, you, you feel you want to learn uh, digital marketing today, you log on, you pay iCreate, you start learning immediately, you get your certification after your online exam um, and so forth. And we have shorter workshop programs and so forth. Corporate companies work a lot with us. We recently got selected for year two of the NCD Level Up Grant Program, um, mm. National Foundation, largest financial institution here in Jamaica, mm -hmm. uh, where they're they're investing, you know, to give individuals training in digital, yeah, and they've selected iCreate as one of two of their partners along with Internet Income Jamaica, and that that again underscores the importance of a business such as iCreate in in our society today, right? We've we've been working with a number number of corporate companies, you know. Uh, government organizations like the Jamaica Tourist Board, um, Unicoma in, in St. Lucia, um, you know, you name it. We've been working with several entities who, who have either paid us to train their staff in groups or sent their staff to train with iCreate on an individual basis and so forth. So um, the, 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 the pandemic has, um, you know, pushed the, the relevance of iCreate faster than, than we would have expected us to, you know, gain our relevance in the space mm -hmm. and, and just continuing to invest in, in, in building that out. What or do you see um, efforts from the public space, meaning from, from the government or from the educational sector in that area? Because you pretty much um, yeah, saying what um, most people I talk to um, are saying, meaning there's a lack of devices for the um, people or for the children that need it the most. There's a lack of infrastructure, just saying there's not a stable enough um, yeah, internet connection in all um, areas of the Caribbean, all areas of Jamaica. Um, 
So where do you or do you see any progress, any effort from the from the public side, from the government in the Caribbean in general, or or more specifically in Jamaica, or is it primarily private companies, the private sector that actually pushes in that direction and actually provides these kind of offers for, as in your case, uh, yeah, training for professionals um, in in the uh, yeah in that space. I think I think there is a um, coordinated and collaborative push amongst government, private sector, to navigate the challenges that were brought on. Um, let's not say brought on, but but the, the, the challenges that were accelerated as a result of the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. um, truth is, these would have been problems that we would have faced regardless, maybe five years later, right? Maybe right. three years later. That's true, yeah. I, while I, I see that, you know, a lot of effort is being made in, in terms of um, ensuring that we continue to keep our workforce um, going, to have our students going to school, um, there is still a huge fallout as a result of us not being proactive before the pandemic, right? And I mean, when you look at the rural areas in Jamaica, um, and I would say anywhere else in Caribbean and Latin America, those are the ones that are being upended more than, more than ever, right? Because they don't have access to stable internet connection and so forth. Uh, technology is slower to reach some parts of the country. Uh, the students aren't going to school, right? Mm -hmm. uh, 30-40%, if not more, haven't been showing up in terms of secondary schools and so forth. Mm -hmm. and, and, and while here in Kingston, you know, it's a more progressive part of Jamaica, uh, internet connection is good and so forth. There are parts in Jamaica where you know, two years from now, those individuals will feel the pain more than anybody else yeah. in fallout. And I think, I think we're too comfortable with doing the basic, the, the bare minimum mm -hmm. as a country, right? We're too comfortable with, with just thinking that, you know, that is, you know, it's important, we have an online learning portal, Google Classroom, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. okay, access it, right? Uh, we, we started a, a communication maybe 10 years ago to encourage um, businesses to make public more Wi-Fi access for individuals in, in communities, um, in schools and so forth. And, you know, we're still not there, right? We treat internet like something of a luxury, internet access like something of a luxury when it's a necessity. It's a public good at this point. So we have to be a lot more forward thinking if, you know, the world has changed and we have to ensure that we're not left behind as a country and as a region, right? 
and and as a result we have to continue and that's what we're doing it with i create we're launching out a new program uh where we're it's called a, it's probably the first we're saying this publicly but it's a digital awareness program Simon. Mm -hmm. We we're looking to train five to ten thousand people free of cost in digital awareness, right? That is just understanding digital as an individual and 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 existing, coexisting in a digital fourth industrial revolution world, right? Mm -hmm. Um and that's our part. We're playing our part where that is concerned. We have quite a few government and private sector companies on board with that. But, you know, we have to continue to do this. We don't want to do it for 10,000. We want to do it for 100,000, 500,000. We want to do it throughout the Caribbean. We want to do it throughout Latin America. Um, and these things are criti critical because there's no turning back. There's, not, there's no going back to a pre-COVID-19 world. This is the new reality. And we have to ensure that our all our workforce are digital citizens that understand what that means from a right. personal relationship standpoint using social media for your personal life or in the professional world i absolutely agree um when you say digital awareness does that mean like kind of fundamental crash course to give people an understanding how more the business application of digital of social media looks like or maybe you can tell yeah, it's, one it's, or two more sentences about what, what your goal is with with that broad approach because i think it's it's necessary as you said to to give the to lay the groundwork basically it is it's 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 digital awareness from both perspectives it's digital awareness as a as a business mm -hmm. and digital awareness as a consumer or just an individual interacting uh, with friends, you know, um, what are the different social media channels, um, understanding e-commerce, understanding data privacy, GDPR, things like that, you know, um, that's what we're, we'll be doing because every single individual now opening up a browser, visiting a website, will see something pop up about cookies and they don't understand what hacking and cookies mean. So they end up signing all their data again when that has been because of the rules, right? But they're not aware. People don't know. They just run it and they click allow cookies. And some websites default are set to share your information with third party. The same thing that we've been trying to avoid, right? So or the, the uh, digital awareness program is for both the business and the, the user or the private citizen just to understand digital all around you know and, and 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 privacy and data security and those things so you could also call it a digital liter literacy program maybe to give the care okay yeah and i think that's absolutely important because i think everybody no matter if it's business or private gets in touch with that technology and uh, although for example online banking isn't not that uh, developed in jamaica that will come then you need to know how to handle that security all these kind of things that you just mentioned um where do you think or let me re rephrase the question um what do you think should be a field or an area um someone that is embarking the yeah the working life uh, or the 
career journey or however you want to call it um, right now, what kind of field um, and what kind of area do you think it makes the most sense for someone in the Caribbean, for someone in Jamaica right now um, yeah, to, to start out? So meaning, let's assume I have a 20-year-old um, fresh out of college, fresh done with, with school, whatever, um, and the person says, okay, I see the trends, I see the future, I know that I need um, digital skills, um, but I don't know, do I need to go into digital marketing or AI or programming or blockchain or project management or I don't know what, um, or I don't know, graphic design, um, what would be, I know it's a very broad question, but what would be the areas you would recommend um, yeah, that are kind of future-proof or that you would, would recommend someone that is yeah, a young person today? Digital is so diverse now, it's difficult to say, you know, do this specifically or start with this. But like from iCreate's perspective, we have our flagship certified digital marketing professional course, which is through the Digital Marketing Institute. And even though they call it digital marketing professional, it's so much more, you know, it looks at strategy, it looks at um, data, analytics it looks at um you know pay-per-click search and and it's more than digital marketing because it it helps so much with with even digital strategy mm -hmm. so um, what what i find is that if you approach digital from a strategy perspective i think you'll be effective in specializing in any other area moving forward so any program that, that gives you an idea of how to approach digital as a professional in terms of building out budgets and plans and people strategy and so forth is probably the best to start out with. That's, that's what I would recommend. Okay, so you would rather go from a approach where you acquire business and organizational skills in the digital space rather than saying, okay, learn graphic design or animation or Photoshop yeah. or something, something in that area that do I understand that correctly? Yeah, um, they, it, it depends on the individual. Um, what I would recommend for those who, cause we have a lot of, you know, creatives, mm -hmm. people who photography, graphic design, all of those. Right. We recommend to them that they pair that with some form of digital skills. Mm -hmm you know that's where it's at now right every single piece of content that you're creating uh, as a content creator is going to exist on some digital platform so you have to understand how do you earn from it how do you market it how do you engage um, viewers or audiences how do you measure success you know things like that so there's always a need for that understanding around digital strategy so where can people find you or your company when they say that sounds good, I want to learn more, I understand that I need to upskill or I'm at the beginning of my career and uh, want to make sure I get the right skills, where can people find you and your company? Well, definitely starting point is our website, iCreateEDU.com and then everything on the digital platforms, iCreateEDU for Instagram, iCreateEDU for Twitter, and the same LinkedIn slash LinkedIn.com slash I create EDU.
Perfect. And of course, everybody listening or watching, we will also put the links in the show notes to make it easy for you guys um, yeah, to get there. Um, so first of all, thank you very much um, for your time and for the insight um, in your business. Anything else you want to talk about, you want to touch on that I maybe didn't touch on so far? No, um, thanks, Simon, for you know inviting me to be. I guess I think these programs are critical, and I hope people will get some knowledge out of it. I'm sure. So I appreciate the invite. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Tyrone Wilson. I appreciate it, and hope to see you next time.